From the first call to the final fit, you are important to us. For repairs, adaptations and super comfort eyewear, make Spec Care your first choice. Fitting Tosis props, adapting frames and delivering award-winning excellence. We are here to help you fit frames to all faces. Make Spec Care part of your practice team. Easy account access from one-time commissions to regular service. Our team are your technicians. Find us at speccareservices.co.uk and take a look at our new eyewear collection at exetereyewear.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Optics, the podcast brought to you by Optician. I'm Simon Jones, the magazine's editor, and I sat down recently with Eve's Preview, the founder of online refraction platform EC. During our conversation, we talked about the accuracy of online refraction, acceptance by practitioners and regulators, and what sort of role online refraction is going to play in the future. So without further ado, I hand over to Yves Prevo. Welcome to uh, Talking Optics. So can you begin by telling us uh, a little bit about uh, the company and how it was formed? Yes, yeah, sure. Thank you for uh, taking the time with me today. And uh, um, yes, so Easy uh, is a health tech company based out of Amsterdam. And we develop technology that allows people to uh, to test their vision uh, at home with just a laptop and a smartphone. And um, yeah, I started the company already six and a half years ago. It was uh, in uh, in a executive MBA class in Tel Aviv that I uh, bumped into the idea. We were working on a project to uh, solve the growing shortage of uh, eye care services globally. Uh, that leaves already a billion people visually impaired. And um, I realized that having um, having such a huge problem um, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, the solution is so easy to, uh, to bring in because uh, it often requires quite big changes to the system. And I was working at the time at Pfizer, and that's why I had this aha moment because I have I had been in a similar situation before uh, when I was working on a digital solution for chronic pain, um, which was great because I was invited to uh, work together with some of the brightest minds in the company. And then we built uh, you know, the solution and the business case. And then ultimately, uh, uh, the project was killed, uh, not because the business case was not good enough, because we managed to crack that. Uh, or the solution, which is also loved by the patients, but it was because of the um, the fear of cannibalization of the existing business model, uh, so the fear of not uh, being able to sell enough uh, uh, pain medication that we ultimately meant that the project ended. Um, so with this insight, I, I, I said like, okay, so if you really want to solve eye care globally uh, in a, in a, you know, more or less more disruptive way, then uh, it will probably not come from the existing players or the uh, uh, or the large uh, optical retailers. 
And that's why I said, well, then I'm going to use my talents to have impact in this space. And uh, I resigned the next day and, and started easy, uh, which has been uh, quite an exhilarating journey so far. That's quite a, uh, quite a leap of faith, Eves. Yes. And um, in hindsight, <laughs> um, no, uh, just kidding. I think um, in principle, um, I was immediately drawn to the idea that, that it should be possible to do this, um, um, but that it will you know that we uh, that technology will actually allow us to do to do something like a visual acuity test, which is basically just a letter chart at home, um, or a refraction, which is you know also a bit of a trial and error process uh, with patients. Um, but of course, the devil is always in the details, <laughs> and that's why uh, it took uh, quite a long time to to not just do this based out of the principle but also do this reliably and clinically sound and under the, you know, under the regulation that is currently uh, governing us, uh, such as the medical device regulation or the CE certification process. So six and a half years, that's quite a long time for a company like yours to have kind of flown under the radar. Um, how has the company evolved in, in that time? Yeah, so I think uh, the first few years we've been working on building an MVP that actually works and it was some bit user friendly. Um, but some bit, I have to say that uh, the first, the, the first test we built took 45 minutes. So it was not super user friendly yet. Definitely not a good alternative to going uh, to the high speed edition. Um, but it was good enough for us to start clinical studies. And, um, and that's what, what took us quite some time to get the product, you know, uh, uh, approved and certified. Uh, because we are a software as a medical device. We actually provide people with, you know, very relevant health data. Um, and then from that point on, we uh, once we got certified, we started to implement our technology uh, first in sort of pilot settings with, um, with optical retailers, online and offline, uh, to see how we could implement this in the, in the patient journey. Um, and um, after the, and then I think the most important thing was because even with this clinical study that we proved to be, you know, non-inferior to an optometrist in the in the clinic, there was still a lot of skepticism. Uh, so any partner that we would talk to would be uh, the first answer would be yes, but how can this work? And we want to test it ourselves to see how it works. And that took, of course, quite a long time for us to really go to market. Um, and then COVID came. And that was really an accelerator for us. So from 2020, uh, we started really commercially rolling this out in the Netherlands and in Germany. And um, since then, we've um, not only expanded the geographical range, but also the refractive range. So where in the beginning, we were only uh, capable of doing a very limited set of people. We added some functionality and now between 18 and 45 uh, years old, with when it comes to healthy people, we can actually do uh, full refractions for almost uh, everyone. You mentioned the user journey. So what does the process entail exactly? Yeah, so um, we implement our technology in the uh, customer journeys of our customers. So uh, if you go, for example, to the website of Mr. Specs or uh, to one of the Grand Vision labels that we work with, then um, uh, uh, there are people that 
want to uh, buy eyewear and some of them want to buy eyewear immediately online and then of course uh, the question is you know what is my uh, what is my prescription and uh, that i need to actually make the order so then uh, the, the the customers are uh, redirected uh, to to easy uh, and they do uh, first uh, an intake sort of assessment to see whether they uh, fulfill all the requirements because uh, as i said before this test is not for everyone it's it's only for people within the range of 18 to 45 and that have healthy eyes and then uh, subsequently uh, they do the test and then once the test is finished the results are shared with one of our optometrists that uh, do a validation uh, which is uh, a quick check to see if there's no inconsistencies or other strange things in the in the uh, the intake or the assessment process and then they sign off on every prescription and then uh, they can use the the user can use that prescription to you know complete the order uh, of glasses online um and if they don't can get, if they don't get a prescription then they uh, are redirected to to the store and uh, they can get an in person exam there as well okay and more sort of tests are used in there to uh, to assess refraction and visual acuity yeah so we have a number of tests um that are uh, currently smartly correlated by by algorithms um but uh, the simplest test we have is a tumbling e uh, which is uh, very well known i think to every optician uh, or ophthalmologist uh, and then we have proprietary uh, tests uh, uh, that we developed ourselves and then uh, we test uh, also whether uh, people have astigmatism uh, what access the astigmatism is and what the power of astigmatism is. And we use that to actually complete the prescription so that we have a spherical value, a cylindrical value, and an axis. Um, and most recently, we also developed a technology to measure the pupillary distance, uh, which is also something that uh, a lot of prescriptions require. Um, and we found a very innovative way to, to measure that uh, through, uh, through the webcam. So who is uh, EC's prime demographic? Yeah, I think uh, uh, the short answer is digitally native young people that uh, actually want to have everything in, uh, in reach within one click. And uh, we know that they are lesser and lesser uh, seen in the, uh, uh, in, in the high street petitions uh, or other stores. Um, and that's actually a demographic that... Uh, um, that's really uh, looking for these kind of solutions. However, um, we also do clinical studies in elderly pa patients. Uh, this is for the use of our technology in more medical settings. Uh, and to our surprise, actually also older people um, um, prefer our technology uh, um, for, you know, above uh, going uh, maybe uh, unnecessarily, unnecessarily to the hospital. So one use case, for example, is in cataract care. Uh, after surgery, uh, patients have to come back for checkups uh, two to four times. And uh, with our technology, we can screen them at home and uh, they can they only have to come back when there's something wrong. So what are the factors that you think will facilitate growth for EC? What's What needs to fall into place for the company? Well, I think, uh, of course, we are waiting for... Um, also, the well, not waiting. We are actively managing adoption by um, the traditional players in this space. Um, 
And I think one one key thing that is helping us is really the 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 pressure on eye care services, um, which uh, means that um, eye doctors and but also optometrists uh, in 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 a number of countries actually will have to help uh, patients with eye health problems and, and are looking for solutions to um, make their process more efficient. And of course, we can help with that. So to give an example, we work with uh, Grand Vision, which was um, recently acquired by Essel Luxotica to also um, help their uh, patient journey uh, to be more efficient, to have a more efficient process in store, to have a more efficient uh, reselling of glasses when people just want to buy new glasses and don't necessarily need uh, an updated prescription. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that to us is the biggest uh, opportunity to uh, to get large scale adoption by, you know, more the traditional eye care um, uh, uh, so that uh, they use uh, use us and see the value of our technology in in actually helping people better, but also, you know, um, uh, making sure that people actually buy more glasses uh, than they do currently. So EC isn't the only online refraction uh, platform. Uh, there have been other guises in the US, uh, Opternative, which is now Visibly. Um, that's had significant pushback in the in the US over the years. Um, what's been your experience with pushback from industry professions and, and, and regulators? Yeah, I would say that, uh, of course, we also experience the same pushback whenever we go into a new country. Um, and it's maybe also partly fear of the unknown, right? So the first question is always like, you know, is this accurate? Is it reliable? Uh, is it safe for uh, for people to use? And uh, that's one of the reasons why we invested quite a lot of resources and and, and time in in getting the the science behind our technology right and making sure that you know we can actually prove that this is reliable and it is accurate. Um, but that's only one part of the equation. I would say the other part of the equation is really, yeah, going into uh, into conversations with the stakeholders in the field, uh, such as the optometrist associations. Uh, to to make them understand that we are not there to per se uh, eradicate the profession of optometrists, but I think it's more of a shift where optometrists can actually uh, start taking on more of the um, the healthcare burden of of the growing need for for eye health, and and, and we can take uh, um, yeah, we can make the process of refractions more efficient where you know, um, that can be done safely. So you're hoping to lighten the refraction load off optometry practices? Yeah, for example, that, yeah, for example, diabetes screening or glaucoma screening, which is, of course, something that we cannot do online. Uh, but that's exactly the, the, you know, the kind of uh, service that, uh, that uh, an optometrist can add maximum value. From the first call to the final fit, you are important to us. For repairs, adaptations and super comfort eyewear, make Spec Care your first choice. Fitting Tosis props, adapting frames and delivering award-winning excellence. We are here to help you fit frames to all faces. Make Spec Care part of your practice team. Easier account access from one-time commissions to regular service 
Our team are your technicians. Find us at speccareservices.co.uk and take a look at our new eyewear collection at exetereyewear.co.uk. So EC has uh, CE approval. How much of a bonus is is that for you when you're you know, when you're looking to expand the platform and and show its use case? Well, I think it's it was a really really difficult hurdle to take, but uh, especially for a small company like ours. But I think an important one because yeah, we can you know full heartedly say that our product is of of a certain quality and accuracy and safety. And um, I think without it, um, it's almost impossible now to uh, to go to any um, self-respecting organization, uh, let it be an uh, optical retailer, but also a hospital. You need to show that, you know, your technology is in line with, uh, with the law and the regulations uh, um, in the country and, uh, and, uh, and also um, in the region. Um, yeah, because it took it, you know it took alternative or visibly a long time to get uh, any kind of agreement with the FDA in the US. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's been one of the things that's really hindered hindered their progress. Um, so do you guys getting that so early on has has obviously been a great help. Yeah, and I think that's maybe also. A, uh, due to my background, right? So I come from the pharmaceutical industry where regulations are uh, very commonplace and compliance is super important. Um, and that's always the, the kind of angle that, we, uh, that we've taken and, uh, and my team as well. So there are a number of assumptions and uh, some unfair um, about online refraction um one of them is accuracy um so you've you mentioned that you know getting ce approval kind of deals with deals with that but some of the other assumptions are that uh, it can take or it it could take uh people out of the eye care loop uh you know the face-to-face eye care loop uh, how does ec kind of respond to that so well, actually, I don't agree with that, and there's two reasons why, and I'll tell you. Uh, the first one is that we we are actually able to identify people uh, that have vision problems in the first place uh, that were not um, going to the optician because they didn't know. So we make it more accessible for them to test their vision before um, taking the decision to actually take action on that. And uh, we know from our own uh, website that 70% of the people that actually does our test uh, doesn't see clearly and, and, and needs to take action, whether it's online or offline. So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, the reason why um, people need to see uh, seek after eye care services, I think really um, is related to the risk uh, of certain eye diseases where we are definitely uh, um, of the opinion that we want people to get screened more often um, and um, um, yeah, to be able to do that, um, we should make it available that, that uh, eye disease screening becomes available to everyone and not just the people that have glasses. <laughs> um, and, um, and yeah, if we were, and if we really want to deliver on that promise, 
to screen all the people that have a risk of, let's say, glaucoma or diabetic retinopathy, then uh, we should start screening programs for people from a certain age range or from other different risk factors. Um, and there's no way that uh, current capacity can cope with that. So we are really looking for you know, maybe a shift of work more than really replacing people that should see uh, an eye doctor or an, opto- of an optometrist in person. And what does the, uh, the EC uh, platform and the process do uh, to encourage in-person eye exams? How does it, uh, you know, how would it detect a problem, for example? Yeah, so first and foremost, um, when, when we have uh, people that are um, at risk, and we, we have a, a short assessment in the beginning where we ask certain questions that can indicate that something more severe is at hand, then we always refer these people to an in-person exam. And there's actually quite a number that we can refer to an in-person exam. And here in the Netherlands, for example, we work together with uh, you know optometrists that can then do uh, a full eye health exa- uh, examination in person. Um, secondly, uh, from the data that we collect, um, we have some red flags that can identify, you know, this is not, there's something else going on than a refractive problem. And we also, um, yeah, send these uh, through to an in-person exam. And every exam um, as a final control step is reviewed by an actual licensed optometrist. So if they have the, the a hunch that something is not right, then they are referring them to an in-person exam as well. Again, one of the other myths about online refraction is it's going to put uh, optometrists out of out of the job. What do you think of that? Again, I think um, um, I don't see optometrists getting out of a job anytime soon because, uh, as I said in the beginning, the main reason for me to go into this space is that there is such a huge unmet need that is also uh, going to increase uh, significantly over the next few decades uh, with uh, myopia progression in children, with cataracts, uh, with an aging population. And uh, therefore, I think it's it's not about replacing optometrists um, at all. This is about making sure that they can do their best work, which is on vision health assessments, um, OCTs, and those kind of things, um, because they are very much needed uh, there uh, now, uh, but definitely in the future. Okay. Um, what question do you get asked about EC the most? Uh, um, where's the link? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, uh, I think the most uh, the the most uh, uh, important question that most people uh, uh, come to me is like, how is this possible? How can you, you know, do something uh, so complex with just a laptop and a smartphone uh, when you see all these complex devices uh, and, and expensive devices in clinical practice? Um, and yeah, so then I have to explain them, uh, of course, how refraction works and how um, I think our technology makes the use of a lot of data. And I think that's the key thing that actually enabled us to to do this is that we can use multiple data points in a very smart way to calculate a prescription um, uh, in a more accessible way. And of course, um, yeah, that's 
that's I think the 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 short answer to that. And what sort of feedback have you had from optometrists about the system? Yeah, so I think um, this is always quite uh, uh, standard. So most optometrists or ophthalmologists that I talk to, they are, uh, you know, skeptical or surprised in, in, in the beginning. But then when they start to learn how it works, and uh, and of course we employ quite a number of optometrists ourselves, um, you know, they, get, they actually get quite excited about it because, um, yeah, deep in their heart they know that that, you know, doing simple refractions with young people of the age of 25, that's not, you know, the most satisfying part of their business. Uh, the most satisfying part of their business is really making sure that, you know, we identify uh, patients that, that need immediately follow-up uh, and surgery or treatment uh, for um, progressive eye diseases and prevent them from going blind. And I think, um, yeah, that's quite... Uh, um, uh, humbling and, and encouraging to see that uh, that journey uh, every time when we hire a new optom uh, in our team that they uh, they get really excited about it. Well, yeah, I mean they have to be on board as on board with it as well, you know. So um, you yeah. know, the fact that you have got a team of convert optometrists is probably st- is testament to uh, to the company. Um, does the um, or do you think that the EC platform brings in uh, patients who otherwise wouldn't have been in the eye care loop? Most definitely. And I think this is, of course, uh, the biggest argument for us to, uh, you know, to continue doing what we're doing and in, in achieving our mission. I'll give you one example. Um, uh, a few years ago, while we were doing, um, you know, the initial uh, presentations, uh, 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 what easy was and how it was working. We were approached by a researcher and professor in uh, in Amsterdam, and she immediately said, "Like, I have I have this problem. I see that frail elderly in the home care setting uh, have a lot of vision problems. Actually, one in every five of these patients have undiagnosed vision problems. So, I would like to see if we can use your technology." in screening these patients more thoroughly and more often um, uh, without them uh, having to go to an optician, which is in most cases not even physically possible, right? These are not patients that are super mobile. Um, And uh, yeah, we did that. And uh, we proved to, uh, uh, in the first part of the study, that this is, you know, uh, uh, a valid and reliable screening tool. And uh, yeah, really, it really um, can help identify these uh, these uh, undiagnosed patients and get them to the right point of care, uh, because that can also save a lot of uh, problems, pains, and also healthcare costs uh, uh, going da- going further. Because yeah, you can imagine if, if people can't see right at that age, um, they can uh, they, they they fall uh, more often and they can break a hip. They uh, can get more depressed. They just can't live independently uh, for as long as they would want to live. So you guys presented at uh, 100% Optical earlier this year. I have to ask, what are your plans or hopes for the UK market? Well, I think um, 
Uh, we're quite uh, busy at the moment, uh, rolling out in uh, mainland Europe. But uh, of course, we see a, a large opportunity to also help patients in the UK, and we would love to, um, yeah, get in contact with the partners that understand the story that we just talked about. That we are not necessarily a threat, that but we can actually help the system to cope with more patients and make it more efficient. Um, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's maybe the the the, the big question to uh, to you UK partners. Does the UK present a different set of regulatory challenges to anywhere else? Well, there are two nuances. Uh, first is the, uh, the the change in the UK UK CE. So we uh, we have to have a uh, authorized representative in the UK now. Well, that's not the most important and most difficult part. Of, but then there's of course the the GOC. Um, which makes it um, maybe not so hard for us because our technology, we can enter with our technology in the country, but it's more difficult for optometrists uh, to actually use our technology to, uh, to sign off on uh, prescriptions remotely. And um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a shame because I do think there's quite a number of optometrists in the UK even that would want to use this kind of technology today uh, to help more patients but their own governing um, um, regulator uh, currently doesn't allow to do that so what kind of role do you see online eye care playing in the future what, what do you hope to see it play in the future well i hope and but i'm also quite confident that by 2030 uh, all eye care will start online um, because we already see that most pe most people, most patients, the first thing they do when they have a problem, they go to Google and they start searching for a solution. And um, uh, of course, when we take into account the the growing need for healthcare in general, but specifically to eye care, then uh, we want to be there. And online eye care uh, should be there to really help uh, cope with. Uh, um, yeah, cope with the increased demand and make sure that we can help patients as best as possible and don't uh, leave them visually impaired. What link should people visit uh, to check out EC? Yeah, so we are online, of course. Uh, it's uh, easy.online uh, and there uh, you can uh, try out uh, the eye exam yourself uh, um, and, uh, and also read all about uh, are about easy about the science behind us uh, and uh, yeah we uh, would invite you to check your eyes ease preview thank you very much thank you from the first call to the final fit you are important to us for repairs adaptations and super comfort eyewear make spec care your first choice fitting ptosis props adapting frames and delivering award-winning excellence we are here to help you fit frames to all faces. Make Spec Care part of your practice team. Easy account access from one-time commissions to regular service. Our team are your technicians. Find us at speccareservices.co.uk and take a look at our new eyewear collection at exetereyewear.co.uk.